Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. So with that amazing introduction behind us, Frazier, welcome to today's episode. Hey, buddy. Yeah, really excited to be here. I really appreciate this. And so cool that you've created this platform to be able to impact the lives of so many people. So I'm blessed to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we've had multiple conversations over the last six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you have an incredible skill set. Uh, you know, I have my own skill set. And we see such, so eye to eye on so many things within network marketing and out of network marketing as far as creating human connection, you know, creating that trust and that rapport and relationship with people, not spamming people, really being genuine, authentic, selling, not connecting. But I always like going back before we go forward because people that are not familiar with you, you know, I know a lot of your story, just not in our conversations, but following you and on social media. And, you know, you grew up in a network marketing family, which, which happens a lot because when you have an entrepreneurial type family, that's going to happen. So let's go back before we go forward. So, you know, how were you first introduced to network marketing as a kid? And what was that, that, that moment where the spark was lit for you to jump into it yourself and, and how did that kind of transcend things for you in your career? Yeah, so it, the story starts in 1987. So at the time, I was, my mum was pregnant with me. My mum and dad had just, they just sold a business of theirs that basically broke them even. And they, they, all they had left was their, their home. Now, fortunately, although the, the home was not in a great condition, it was a big home. It had five bedrooms, a basement, and two living rooms, as well as a kitchen. So my mum and dad decided that what they would do in order to pay the bills was they would rent out the rooms to complete strangers. So they lived in bedroom number one, then a stranger would live in bedroom number two, three, four, five, living room one, living room two, and the basement. And they would share the bathroom in the house and then the kitchen. So basically Airbnb. It was pretty much Airbnb. It's just way, way before Airbnb kind of was around. But they weren't really making ends meet. And my dad one day was walking downstairs. He just woke up, walking downstairs. He was thinking to himself, how am I going to live and how am I going to allow my family to live when the baby is born, the baby being me? And literally two seconds after thinking that, he walked into the kitchen and on the kitchen table, he saw a newspaper that was opened. Now my dad doesn't read. So when it comes to newspaper, he'll use it for like, you know, putting the trash out or whatever it might be. So he sees this newspaper, it was open and he saw three words that said MLM, MLM, MLM. And then I drive an Aston Martin, you can too, call me now. So my dad looks at it and goes, MLM, what could MLM think? And honestly, he thought MLM stood for Make Love Monthly. That's what he thought it stood for. So he picked up the phone, he calls this guy and he says, hey, the guy answers the phone and he goes, hey, I've just seen your newspaper advertisement for uh, Making Love Monthly and driving an Aston Martin. Can you send me more information? He was like, yeah, it's, it's not Make Love Monthly. It's not one of those kind of opportunities. 
it's multi-level marketing. So my dad, like a lot of people do when you say multi-level marketing, they go, well, what's that? He then starts saying, oh, it's da 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 My dad says, whoa, whoa, stop. I am completely lost. I'm so confused, but I want to do this. He said, well, you're in luck. In fact, three or four days from now, we have a big event happening about an hour and a half away from you live. Shall I put you down for you and your wife? He said, well, put me down for me. My wife can't come. She's pregnant. He said, oh, behave yourself. Bring your wife with you. So my mom and dad go to this presentation, and I am in the womb in the room. So my first ever presentation, I was sat there in the womb. Now, back then, the industry of network marketing so, 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 so young. So back then, it was a very rare thing now to have a career after being in your first presentation in the womb. So mom and dad went on to make a lot of money. Like They did $10 million in commissions in a 10-year time frame back in the 90s. I made a lot of money. And as a result, I traveled around the world with them. And the years kind of went by, and my dad is super, super extroverted. Like he's the one who, when you're in the room, like when he would open the room, he would be the loudest person. He'd be the center of attention. He'd be the one leading the conversations. He'd be the one just doing everything. And I looked at that and thought, if the whole, if he can do it, so can I, that couldn't be any further from the truth, right? I thought, I looked at him and was like, I'm never going to be like him. So I'm never going to do network marketing. So I just went down the traditional route of, you know, I, I believe everyone's born an entrepreneur but you can choose to be a network marketer. You can choose to be a real estate agent. You can choose to be a business owner. You can choose to have an online store. You can choose to be an author. I believe everyone's born an entrepreneur in some capacity. But so what happened was is I just went the the old school route and my dad one day got invited to go to an event in Salt Lake City in Utah. And he said, Fraser, there's one more ticket. Do you want to come with me? Now I looked at that ticket and thought, oh yeah, Utah, all my friends are going to be super jealous of me going on a trip to Utah. I've got, no in, I've got no interest in the event, but yeah, I'll go. He said, one condition on one of the days you sit in, it's a three-hour session. I just want you to sit and be in the room. That's the only condition. You can forget the rest of it. You can go to the pool, go explore, do whatever you want. I said, all right, cool, I'm in. So I went to Salt Lake City with him. I was, uh, I was about 21 years old at the time. And there was 10,000 people at this event. I was sat on the back row right next to the door because I knew as soon, like, as soon as I entered, I could sit down. And as soon as I wanted to exit, I'd be the first one and first out. And I remember it was, it was the section which was recognition. So my dad was smart. And I remember they got all these hundreds of people up who were making $1,000 a month, $5,000 a month, and so on and so on and so forth. They then got to a situation where they were playing videos for a certain rank and they were introducing people onto the stage. And this guy, he walks on the stage. He looked about two or three years older than me. He looked as if he was going to stumble his own, on his own shoes. He had an untucked shirt. All the buttons were all, all messed up. He had trainers on. The laces on his trainers were all, all like untied. He, honestly, I don't even know why they let him on the stage. Um, he gets handed the microphone. He holds the microphone at the bottom of the microphone. It's shaking. You can visibly see it from a room of uh, 10,000 people right at the back. And he opens his mouth and basically goes, wow, there's so many people. I'm really, really nervous. And the whole crowd like laughs and like jokes because he's obviously smashed it. And they turn over this massive check and it had a million dollars written on it. And he just earned a million dollar bonus check. And at that moment, whilst I was sat in that room, I, was, I had that moment of, if he can do it, so can I. So I decided to get involved, got started in April 2010, kind of went all in on social media. I didn't want to build it the traditional route of writing a list and approaching family and friends, although I did do that. 
I didn't have very good results. I actually failed miserably. Um, and then I ended up building on social media. Like yourself, I have a framework of success, which is all based around building connections and, and growing your list every single day. I did that and did that and did that and did that. And four or five years later, I had a team of 300,000 customers all over the world, traveled the world, met the woman of my dreams, struggled along the way. But uh, yeah, I failed way more than I've succeeded. And that's the real true test of success is being able to fail more than you succeed and not able to quit. So now, obviously, I'm out of the field. I, I resigned on the date that Donald Trump got elected, which is the 8th of November 2016. And since the beginning of 2017, all the way till now, so just over three years now, I've been completely 100% generic. I don't earn a single penny from a network marketing business or commission. I just get paid by selling books, speaking on stages, selling courses, and just providing value. So yeah, that's the, that's the kind of story of how I've, how I've gone from where I started to, to where I am today. And it's exciting. It was only really 10 years ago that journey started. And I think it's Tony Robbins who says we we, uh, we underestimate what we can do. Oh, sorry, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I would never imagine that my life would be the way it is now if I'd have uh, pictured it 10 years ago. Crazy. An amazing story. And, and, and I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure those 10 years have gone by in, in the blink yeah. of an eye. You know, people hear 10 years and like, oh my God, that sounds forever. But it, it goes by quicker than you can imagine when, you're just on this journey of, of self-discovery and self-development and purposeful living. Would you not agree? Oh, hundred percent, mate. Like a hundred percent. Like it's just, I, I think the moment for me changed when I realized my mission, my mission story was going to be louder than my commission story. Like that was it for me when I realized that, you know what? And, and Yes, I get it. People listening, you might be thinking like, yeah, but I need money now. I need to earn money now. I totally get that. I've been there. I've, I've been there. I've been in the hell. My mum and dad made a lot of money, but they, they, one thing I'm very grateful for my parents is they did not bless me with money. They blessed me with skills. And they said, listen, we're not going to give you the money. We're going to give you the skills that be able to pay the bills. Uh, a mentorship now is so accessible to so many people. It's, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I, when I realized that, you know, I've got, if I focus on mission, the commission's going to come as a result. Everything just went up, you know, commission levels went up, fulfillment levels went through the roof, health levels went through the roof, relationship levels went through the roof, happiness went through the roof. Everything just went up as a byproduct. So yeah, really grateful for the, the pathway I'm on and the mission that I'm on as well. Well, something I want to go back to is, and I love this, is that you, you said you failed way more than you succeeded. And, and I, and, and you know, the saying that, you know, everyone sees the glory, but they don't know the story. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is a place where people can be completely raw and, and transparent. So if, if I was to ask you, what would you say was, obviously looking back, it, it's helped you so much because there's lessons and everything. What was one of the biggest failures that you had to grow through in order to learn how to succeed, not only from that, but into the future? Good one. So... I think it was really understanding that everyone's different. So, and the reason why I say that is because my dad, I've grown up in an environment, my mom and dad are both entrepreneurial. My dad's like super, super red personality, probably the most focused person I know. And even though my dad now has multiple sclerosis, yet he's still able to absolutely crush it in his network marketing business. The guy, the guy recruits 40 odd people every single month using WhatsApp and he has no idea what he's doing online. 
like, and he just kills it because he's so focused and determined. I'm so proud of him. And the thing I learned from him, though, is he literally says the exact same message and talks to people the exact same way, no matter who you are. And on one side, I see that. I see, and his whole philosophy is don't change the message, change the audience. However, I traveled to a place called Ulan-Ude, um, which is in eastern Russia, not too far from Siberia, so it just sounds cold, doesn't it? And I went in there, I was growing my team, and they took me to a, a hut in the middle of nowhere by the deepest freshwater lake in the world, Lake Baikal. The, the weather was minus 25 when, there was, when the wind wasn't blowing. When the wind was blowing, it was minus 35. That's what it felt like. Um, and I remember going there, I flew in, I arrived super early in the morning, I'd not slept for two days, and then it took another six hours to drive to the place. I had a really upset tummy, because I upset stomach, because I ate something on the plane I shouldn't have. All I wanted was to eat KFC, just wanted that finger-licking good chicken, um, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I arrived, wanted to sleep, didn't let me sleep, kind of went through. I was up for, I was up for about 60 hours at the time, and I really needed to go to the toilet. Uh, I really needed to go. And they said, hey, it's, the toilet is not inside. It's outside about 100 meters away. I said, okay, tell me where. They said, duh, 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 all in Russian. I was just following them where their finger said. And as I approached this wooden hut, all I could hear was this kind of sense of like, like this buzzing. So, and as I was getting closer, it was and closer. I was getting really loud. I remember opening the door of the hut and all I could see was a hole in the floor with a load of flies coming out of the hole. Uh, and I had to do my business of going to the toilet in this hole. And it was at that moment, when it sounds really weird, but it was at that moment where I realized, you know what? Like, I don't even think about how lucky I, lucky I am I get to sit on a toilet seat every day to you know, go about what I've got to do every single day. And that was the moment that I actually realized I need to get to know people, cultures, backgrounds, sexes, religions. I need to get to know everything about people because if I can speak to someone intelligently uh, about you know, positioning a conversation around what their needs are, what their wants are, what they're used to, what they like, what their personality is, my results can just 10X. And you know what? Ever since that day, my results in my business just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And now, especially on social media, we get caught up in the you know, the copy and paste messages. And hey, I've got scripts that are copy and paste. I think scripts are good in a way. But um, if you can really level up and start to understand people, you can have a huge breakthrough just by understanding people and personality traits and stuff. So yeah, that was, it was a really weird story. Uh, but I always look back to that at the, at the, at the kind of the moment where everything changed for me because I just truly understood, like, yeah, I need to get to know people. I need to get good at it fast. And I think that's, well, first, thank you for sharing that story. And second, I think it's also important for people to understand that network marketing, it's a people business. You know, the person that creates the most connections that are genuine and real and that trust and that rapport, the greater the business that you're going to have. And when you said that, you know, you seek to understand, you know, men, women, you know, Catholics, Jews, wherever you're from, like everything, you know, when, when you can understand people, when you can understand their background and you can forge uh, and, and create a link between you and that person that you don't know and you create that relatability, that's one of the best business building tools out there. There's, you know, whenever I do talks and presentations, and I've mentioned this before, that 
you know, you, you can automate certain things in, in life. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's, there's funnels and there's email sequences, but there's one aspect of life and of network marketing that there is no opt-in for email sequence or click funnel. And that's human connection. When, when you are looking to build human connection, you gotta, you gotta get in the trenches. You have to really do more to have more. And I think that with the advent of social media and all the resources that are out there, it's so easy for people to get over-consumed, under-motivated, and overwhelmed with what's out there. But if you break down the simplicities of network marketing, which is really just talking to new people each day, not being that person that, that's sitting at Starbucks, that, that weirdo that just says hi to everyone, that's walking through the door just to start a conversation so you can pitch them they are a quote-unquote good fit for your business. That, that's not network marketing. You know, network marketing is really building those relationships. So it's interesting because, you know, like, like you and me, we, we've both exited and we're now on the outside looking in helping people within network marketing. Yeah. What is something that you see now in network marketing 2020? You know, you started in 2010, I started in 2013. So it, it was like booming, you know, that, that 2010 to 2015 range, it was network marketing exploded with social media. What's one of the biggest differences network marketing right now compared to what it was when we first started that people are still doing that's just not working and what can they do to change it? I think there's two big things that people need to be aware of. I think number one is when social media was booming, it wasn't really social media that was booming. It was Facebook that was booming. So it was just, everyone was like, Facebook, 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 Facebook. It was so, everyone was being trained on Facebook. Everyone was posting the same things on Facebook. There was this crazy energy of unity uh, on Facebook. In today's world, it's a little bit more difficult, but way more powerful because you can use the same principles that apply and you can use Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. You can use all these platforms. So now there's more of a scattered attention. Um, and so, so things are getting a little bit, you know, it, it's actually, if you take the time to learn the skills, like if you go to Scott and just like literally nail LinkedIn, you can dominate because there's a very, very small number of people who are using LinkedIn in the right way to grow their network marketing business. And, you know, you stay, ahead of, you stay ahead of the game. The second thing that people really need to be aware of is we're in a situation now, and this is, this is from my experience. I've been around the industry my entire life. I'm a student of the industry. I'm a big fan of the statistics within the industry because if you're able to get the statistics, it's not so easy. But if you get them, there's amazing trends. But this is what usually happens. Leading up to a recession when the economy is strong, people are less likely to look, in, look for a second stream of income why? Because they feel secure in their job or they're thriving. And they think, well, what's the point? There's that classic saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But when a recession hits, people look, they scatter, they climb all over a secondary income because their security completely gets trashed. And they think, I can't let this happen to again to myself. I need to have a backup plan. I need to have a plan B. I need to have a secondary income. So after the whole recession and the big financial crisis that happened in like the 2008 period, soon after that was the 2009, then 2010, then 2011, 12, people started hammering social media and people were open to it. Now we're in an environment where we're back to the, the economy thriving and everything seems to be going good. 
people are aware that the crash is going to come, but it hasn't flipping come yet. So when it does come, I'm telling you, six, nine, 12 months after the crash is officially announced and everything goes to crap by the economy and all that, you watch the number of people who come looking for, for network marketing. It, it, will, it, will go, it, will, it will get very, very, very crazy again. And that's why, if you're listening to this, you have to learn the skills so that you're a pro before that time comes. Otherwise, you have to wait a whole other business cycle, an economy cycle to really take advantage of it. So yeah, get starting to get prepared now. You know, you, you, uh, when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. It's, That's it. It's, it's that simple. And so, you know, uh, and what I love about you and what you do and, and why you're so successful is that, you know, you basically teach what I do on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. You teach people how to authentically build their brands and, and how to really form true, meaningful connections and relationships because you and I both know there are network marketing companies that are actually getting blackballed from using uh, Facebook because of the way that they're teaching their associates associates how to blindly cold message people. And that that's something that you're absolutely against. And that's why I think we see such so eye to eye on a lot of things because basically you're teaching the human connection aspect of, of how you can really leverage Facebook and how there is still a market on there for people. But my, my big question is this, you know, you and I have both, we've worked with thousands of people. We've worked mm -hmm. with successful people. We've worked with people that weren't successful. And, and you do have to prepare for the next recession because it's just the ebbs and flow of, of, of life. You, you can't, you got to get started now. But with what you're seeing, and I think there, there are some things that you've been seeing on social media that frustrate you the way that they frustrate me, the way that people are going about building their business and forming relationships. What do you see? And this is not to point a finger at a certain network marketing company, but what companies are teaching right now, what uplines are teaching right now, outside of our beliefs, what's the number one thing that you see people doing wrong that they can easily fix that will change the income in their business? Yeah, it's crazy because I'm, I'm going to keep saying this and I'll probably end up embarrassingly so having to say this for the rest of my time as a coach. Uh, and that's people spamming. And I, I believe spam is an acronym that stands for sending people annoying messages. Like that's the breakdown for spam for me. And I think a lot of people think that, hey, all I've got to do is get, it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game. So all I've got to do is I've just got to get my link out to as many people. So the rule is that I have is you're not allowed to send a link to more information to anyone unless you've asked for their permission first. Now, a lot of network marketers who are listening to this probably thinking like, yeah, well, that's, that's obvious. I know that. You'd be surprised that how many people don't know that because everyone's doing it and it's growing every single day, even if all those coaches say, stop doing it, stop doing it, stop doing it, stop doing it, stop doing it. Posting links on your profile, stop doing it. Posting links without getting permission, stop doing it. I think, I think that's, the, that's the main one, to be honest with you. Uh, there are other ones. But I just think that one's the one that people need to stop and they can change straight away by literally just saying something like, hey, Scott, I'm just curious, would you be open to checking out some information on a game-changing way to make money on social media? No worries if not, I just thought I would ask. Like, that's it. That's not spam. That's asking if you're open. That's asking if you're curious to know more. Um, so yeah, that, that's, what, that's my personal advice. And it's a, it's a simple change, but it's a powerful one when a lot of people make that change.
Yeah, it's one of those things that the hey girl message that people get sick and tired of seeing. Come on. People like, here's the big thing. What I now know, and this is, I, I did a Facebook Live a few months ago on this, is that I think right now the average network marketer highly, highly underestimates the intelligence of someone on social media that's not in network marketing, thinking that if I message this person, with a network marketing type message, they're never gonna know what it is. When in reality, every person on social media has probably seen or been personally prospected by at least two people within their warm market in the last three years. So when you stop underestimating the average person that hasn't said yes yet, you'll start taking a much different approach than people are taking right now. So. Let me ask you this. Obviously, going into 2020, you know, the ebbs and flows of every industry, you know, network marketing's up, it's down, the economy's up, it's down, it's it's just it goes hand in hand. What about network marketing right now has you most excited for the next three to five years? Yeah, I'm super pumped about the industry. I think we need to we need to get we need to become better at promoting the value that we bring as network marketers, because I believe that network marketing is the most valuable industry on the planet. I know a lot of people say like, oh, the industry's done more revenue than the movie industry, the music industry, and the NFL all combined. But like, who who really cares about the turnover? Like, I don't care about that. I care about what I can do and what I can bring and what I can get as a result of it. And that's the value that I can give. Um, It is coming into a bit of a difficult time, simply because the gig economy, although it's growing, that for the first time in our history, um, network marketing is now not the number one biggest, like, you know, gig economy kind of thing to do. It's not the, it's not the biggest, um, you know, secondary income stream, like work from home income stream. Selling things on Amazon is now bigger, um, which is, it's not a worrying thing because it means there'll be less attention on something that's second. They'll go more attention on something that's first. But I'm excited for the right people. I'm excited for the people who want to become professionals because network marketing works 100% of the time for 100% of people who give it the time. Like just a lot of people just don't give it the time. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the growth in other markets. The US, although it's going great, uh, Europe is actually just overtaking North America when it comes to turnover in network marketing, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, As well as everyone's just trying to keep up with Asia. But all in all, I just think it's a solid opportunity for people to make a secondary income. But if we all raise the standards together, there'll be more people who are saying, I'd like some more information, please. Or yeah, I'm not going to be joining you or that's fine. And less of the, and it sounds like it's a pyramid thing. Like, is this one of those things? So yeah, man, I'm excited for the industry. It's such an amazing industry to be a part of and be associated with especially when you have the ability to lift other people up. I love it. So for those of you that, that, for those that are listening that are familiar with you, but don't, don't know exactly how you help network marketers, tell the audience a little bit about what your specific niche is and, and how you help them with their business. Yeah. So uh, I, I work with two on two ways, really. I, I coach and train like digitally. Um, in different groups that I have, but mainly using my book. So people can go to fraserbrooks.com forward slash book uh, and they can get my book. It's called I Dare You. It's like the ultimate guide to building a business using social media. Kind of give my framework of what to do. 
five steps to do every single day. It's like a DMO. It's like a strategy, really. Um, the second way is I, I speak at events. I speak at a lot of events. 32 different countries now in three years since doing it. Um, and that's kind of what I, I really love doing just because the impact is so big and so great. So uh, I'm on a mission to raise the professionalism and network marketing done online to unite the industry and to make it sexy again because I want to get into a situation where people can shout, I'm a network marketer in the middle of Walmart and people come climbing over the aisles to say, what company, what company, what company, instead of emptying the supermarket because everyone's worried that you're going to try and pitch them on the latest, greatest, new, best thing. Um, yeah, so that's how I help. And I, love, I just love helping people, man. I just love it. I absolutely, I love everything you just said, Not, you know, in addition to how you help people, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Dan Locke. Oh yeah. So Dan did a video and, oh. um, and, and he's frustrated with network marketing as well. He has a network marketing past and he's kind of, he's frustrated on the, the business side of it because he just feels that, like you said, that there, there's not enough education. There's not enough teaching people how to build a business and not just be a spammer. And, and he said, sadly, he goes, I, I went to an event the other day and I, I he goes, I, I wanted to see how people would respond to me. So, you know, when you go into this event, he goes, you get a name tag, you put your name and what you do. And he said, I walked into this event and I, I signed in, I grabbed a name tag and I wrote Dan Locke and underneath it, I wrote professional network marketer. And he goes, sadly, not one person wanted to converse with me. Huh. And he said it was a red flag for me because that's the stigma. Everyone thinks that because you're a professional network marketer, you're going to try to pitch them. And I think yeah. you're right. We need to bring the professionalism back to network marketing where it is a legitimate profession. It's a legitimate industry because Eric Worry, who's a, a mutual mentor to both of us, says there's two types of network marketers. There's network marketing professionals and there's network marketing amateurs. Mm -hmm. And right now there's too many amateurs pretending that they're professionals. And when yeah. people really understand the skills and what they need to do to become successful, because like you said, a hundred percent of people that say yes to network marketing, a hundred percent of the time, they will make the money they want if they do it a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that you're doing such, such an amazing thing for this profession and this industry. And I just want to thank you for that and all the information, your website, where people can obviously find your book and, and how they can work with you. I'm going to include that for the audience, obviously, in the show notes. And I just first, before we get to the final question, I just want to thank you for just being the true, real and authentic person that you've always been and how you're stepping up and bringing that to the marketplace for everyone around the world to learn from you and to get educated by you and to get helped by you uh, because we need more people in this profession as you. So first, thank you for what you're doing for the profession. Um, and number two, what does success truly mean to you? I appreciate that, man. It, it's, it means a lot. So for me, success is actually a long-term thing for me. And it's something that I know I can't have achieved yet. Because true legacy is success. I believe Jim Rohn is one of the most successful people on the planet, simply because people talk about him, whether he's in the room or not, simply because he, he's not, no longer on the planet. Look at all the people we talk about on a consistent basis who aren't in the room. That's the sign of success. 
But I think the ultimate one, I think a lot of people who have got kids and children will relate to this. And I, that's why I said at the beginning, I don't, have, uh, I don't have children, but I believe the true test of success is when your children come to you at whatever stage in your life and say, you know what, mom, you know what, dad, you're my hero and you're my biggest source of inspiration. I think that is the legacy they need to give. And I think network marketing is the way that you can give that legacy of showing your children that you're getting to work to do make something different of your life and the life of your family instead of just watching Netflix and waiting for the life to go by. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my long-winded definition of success. Love it, love it, love it. Before we sign off, quickest and easiest way for people to learn about you and how they can connect with you. FraserBrooks.com. F-R-A-Z-E-R-B-R-O-O-K-E-S.com. There's loads of different stuff on there, resources, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure they could figure out how to find me on social media using the name that's in the website. Awesome. Brother, thank you again for being you and for you know, blessing me and, and my audience with everything that you do for this profession in this industry. So thank you so, so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, mate. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. So guys, take a screenshot as always. Share this up on social from wherever you're listening to. Tag us both in it. Let us know what you took away from this. And again, thank you for joining us today. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.